Hey guys, welcome to Disagree With Me or Don't. It's the DWMOD podcast where comedians who are passionate about sports talk a little bit about both. I'm Mikey Wilson and this week's guest is Andy St. Clair. We'll talk a bit about him being from Missouri and some of his favorite teams, Kansas City Royals and the Missouri Tigers. Bit of a Chiefs fan. We'll talk about him heading out to Chicago where he started his career in comedy with the Second City. He wrote shows for the ETC and for the main stage before making the move out to LA. He had a few spots on some sitcoms and banged around for a minute before he landed as a writer. We'll talk a little bit with him about uh, his pilot he had with Ken Jeong that was for MTV that wind up landed him as a writer for Ken Jeong's show on ABC. And he's currently writing for his show Alex Inc. starring Zach Braff. And uh, why don't you do somebody a favor and even if you're not going to watch it, set your DVRs. Let's get some ratings up on that thing and keep it going for him. Any of you that know Andy and have seen Andy improvise, you know that he's a phenomenal improviser and hilarious, the characters he works through. I've had the privilege of improvising with Andy at Second City Hollywood in the show Flying Chuck that combines professional wrestlers and improv. He's absolutely one of the funniest guys I know. Also, seriously into sports. Uh, we've had plenty of discussions about the upcoming NFL draft, and that's what we'll be talking about during this episode of DWMOD. So disagree with me or don't, but let's break it down. As always, this episode is brought to you by Old English 800 Brass Monkeys. Always enjoyed during the recording. All right, hey, welcome to Disagree With Me or Don't. Uh, this week's guest is Andy St. Clair. Hi. Hi, how are you? So uh, this is a podcast. It's comedians, comedians that are into sports, uh-huh. uh, probably more so than we're into comedy sometimes. Um, it's pretty heated conversations a lot of the time. But Andy, your background, now you're originally from Missouri, right? I'm Missouri, born and raised. I... Uh, was, I lived there through till I graduated college and then I moved to Chicago. But all my teams are like the Tigers, the Royals, and I, I don't love the Chiefs. I will have I like them, but I don't love them. Okay. As I've gotten older, I like the Chiefs more. Yeah. Well, they're pretty good now. So I yeah. Mean, you know, good um, time to like. Them. I was a big fan of the Chiefs when I was a kid, but that was I was big time into football and like Christian Nicoya and those guys. Oh, the Man, '90s I Chiefs. Uh, Derek Thomas oh, is yeah. one of my favorite players ever. Mark Schottenheimer. Yeah, that, Marty Ball. I mean, just fun teams to watch. Mm-hmm. I always loved the logo as a kid. Mm-hmm. Big time fan. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of old school logos and things. I always loved their uniforms and Arrowhead. Every time you watch it on TV, the place is going nuts. So it's great. That's a great place to see a game. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. I drove by it. Took my son across country this year when we were moving from Detroit to here. We we're driving the moving truck. I took him with me, my 14 year old. And we went by the stadium because we had to see Arrowhead. So Royal Stadium, it. Royal Stadium's right next to it. Right. Yep. Yeah. We drove by there, mm-hmm. Mon- Monarch, right? Yeah, the K. The K. Is why I mean, I, it might be called something different now, but it used to be Kaufman Stadium. So okay. I think I think they still call it. The yeah. K. Now you could see that better from the freeway, mm-hmm. and then we pulled into the the, <clears throat> dry, the parking lot there to see Arrowhead. Yeah. But there was a Guns N' Roses concert going on, so we we're like, let's get this moving truck That's out perfect. of here. <laughs> you know, I saw Guns N' Roses at Arrowhead in 1989. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 14, 13, 14. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it was them. It was like, it was Guns N' Roses, Metallica. I think they had a, a big tour. Well, that's a good the lineup. Right, right around like Appetite was coming out. I would imagine that was a better concert than the one we missed out on. Uh, yeah, the one you missed. You know, I also saw them at, I did see them at Dodger Stadium like a year ago or so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With Axel? Yeah. Still good? You know, I, I have to admit it was way better than I thought it would be because they, they played for three hours. They just played songs for three hours, and then right. it was over. They didn't come back and do a curtain call. Okay. Because it felt like to me, like, they knew, like, once they left the stage, they we're, were, not, we're not Yeah, we're not going back out there. So <laughs> let's just get in there and play the fucking music and be done with it. Yeah, we don't want to look at each no. other. I'll meet you on stage. Yeah. You leave stage first was yeah. in the contract, and then I'll leave stage. It was <laughs> It was kind of sad. They were all a little heavier than you want them. Sure. But, I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. is. You yeah. know, I'm not quite the svelte 
person I was 20 years no, ago. No, But But, yeah, right. it, it was like, oh, they look just a little bloated. But Slash looked pretty good. Slash, Slash looked yeah. pretty good. Well, I'm guitar players. They always, yeah. they're always, you Stays know, they're healthy. the big-time drug yeah. addicts. Uh-huh. Keith Richards, those types, you know what I mean? Live forever, and they look like Mr. Salty, pretzel. Yeah. But, um, Axel, was he gassed? He didn't, you know, he he wasn't too bad. He, he had a lot of clothes changes, which I thought was weird. To in the concert. Yeah, he, I, that's probably why. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But he'd always kind of change his flannels. Okay. Which I thought was weird. It would go from like right a now. red one to just a different colored red one. And I was like, oh, these are the same things. Slightly flannels. more red every time. Yeah. All right, so then you got to Chicago uh, and then started up in comedy there? Or? I did. I moved there in 1998 or so, right out of college. And then I started taking classes at like Second City, I.O., and, and doing all that. And eventually I got hired by Second City in like 2003, four or five, okay. around that area. Toured for a couple of years there. And they have three touring companies, the red, blue, and green. And I was on the Red Co. And then I lived in Las Vegas for like Oh, okay. Were you doing months. Second City in Vegas? I did. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. And that was a disaster, as you might guess. The whole scene out there was a disaster? No, or? no. The scene was great. I was a disaster. I guess I should oh, make that oh, more clear. Okay. All right. Now, yeah. were you there like same time as like Sudeikis? And there? No. He was there, right? He was there in like okay. 2001 or two. Okay. Uh, they, you know, they had, a, I think Second City Vegas had a show right around the time 9-11 happened. And then Ugh. everybody stopped going to Vegas for a little while. Right. And then, so Second City kind of cut the cast and pulled everybody back. And when I got out there in 2005 or six, they were just kind of restarting to, you know, I think they wrote another show in like 2001 or two or three with like Kay okay. Cannon, Sudeikis, right. Joe Kelly, Seamus, a few other people. And then 2006, they started to, Try to write another show. Okay. So and that, I was kind of, I was part of writing a show out there. Okay. And all, then all I'll, Vegas jokes. Basically. All Vegas. So, right. Most okay. I like I I can uh, relate mm-hmm. a tiny bit because that's how Detroit Second City moved mm-hmm. out of Detroit proper around yeah. 06. And it was a and Novi, moved out right? to Novi, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was very much like your whole demeanor of the comedy changed out yeah. to white suburbia, which just yeah. really didn't work or play. Well, you know, the thing about Vegas was that. The people that would go to the show, you could tell they were angry. They wanted to be gambling, right? Like maybe their wife, wives had right, brought right. them to the show, and they, like the guys would just sit there and be like, "This is fucking forty-five minutes. Right. I'm wasting my time." <laughs> and, and and but people go to the bathroom in the show. We were in the flamingo, and when people would go to the bathroom, when the door would open, you're ding 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 ding, and yeah. you, it would just it would catch your attention. No matter, it would di- no matter what, like no matter it's an emergency what. exit, they're letting you know when people are walking well, out. The, of the show. Well, yeah, you would just go to the bathroom because there was no bathroom in this little theater. The right. bathroom was the casino bathroom, so if people oh, had to pee. Yeah, okay, if they had to pee during the show, they would just walk out the door. You would hear the machines. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got and you. And you would hear ding 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 ding, and everybody would kind of look over like, oh, what's going How on? often did you try to write in jokes? to play right on time with that oh we you know we we never could figure that out because you it was obviously a little random when people were going to go piss yeah, yeah. but we you know we tried to write so much localized jokes so many localized like vegas style jokes right you know. right and did that just get like pulling your hair out with that kind of yeah stuff? i got a little you're like why are we doing this but you know like <laughs> like the sudeikis k joe kelly cast they wrote like a couple great jokes or sketches that we'd actually would run in our show okay. and like like a Bellagio waterfall one I think it was Kay and Jason wrote that one and it was a fucking destroyer of worlds because it was like you'd get like water pistols and shoot them in the air and we would do we would do that written sketch we we first started doing an improv set we just did an improv set for like 40 minutes that was the show right and then we would close our improv show with a written bit which is is weird because 
Yeah, right. Generally, you've taught the audience for like 40 minutes, like, hey, this is all made up. Right. And now we're going to show you a written thing that's absolutely not made up. Would you announce that or no? Yeah, we would be, we would, wouldn't announce that we were going to do a written bit. We'd be like, we would do the setup of the, the scene, which is like, and now uh, the, you know, Flamingo Hotel brings you the Bellagio uh, water, you know, show. We do something okay. like that from right, inside. Right. And then we would get behind blocks and then we'd get little water guns and then you would shoot them up in the air. And it, it destroys. That's probably, that sounds hilarious. It, it fucking destroys. Hilarious. Yeah, it was like great. This slowly gets more and more and more laughter. Yeah. And at the end, everybody's dying. And That's you couldn't great. do it at any point during, you had to do it at the end of the show because then you could clean the stage because the right. show was such a right, wet right. wreck. Right. Yeah. After that. So I lived in, so I did that and lived in Vegas and wrote a show out there for like seven months, but it was drinking, gambling. Sure. You know, not having sure. a great time. Right. Personally. <laughs> uh, but I was having a great time. I just was not doing anything yeah, creatively well. not yeah no right right and then i luckily second city hired me to come back to chicago and, okay. and write some shows there okay now you were writing on the main stage area i did the etc the first ETC. i did okay. like four or five shows on the etc and i did one main stage show. okay and then right. and then i left there in 10 2009 10 so i had been a part okay. of the second city system for you know ultimately Five, six years. Okay. And then, no, so you've been out here in L.A. since 09, 2010? What? No, well, you know, I stayed in Chicago another year after oh, I left okay. Second City. And I, I did this, like, I mean, if these people are listening, I'm sorry, but this is not the best show <laughs> called Treasure Hunters Roadshow. And okay. And that show, I would travel. I was the host of the show that would travel to a different town every other week. So, and I would be, like, basically go antiquing in that town. I would go to, like, Philadelphia. Sounds and really then, fun and go into yeah yeah well the the weird thing was is in that show you would you would they would rent out like a big like in chicago they would rent out like mccormick place or okay. you know like a big hall like that and then they would announce like hey we're doing a treasure hunters road show which means people would bring their stuff whatever their stuff is their okay. their old antiques and they would treasure hunters would buy them from you right there on the spot if it was were worth it, or they were just yeah. telling people we'll buy it in your stuff. No, if it up. was worth it, they would okay. give you they would give you a check, money. They would they would actually pay for whatever you had. And the only place that would give you money right then and there. Okay. Now some of the you, it became a sadder as I got there because then it, a lot of stuff were like it were old people whose spouses had died and they were they needed the money. Yeah, yeah. These people also older people are afraid of pawn stores, the pawn shops. They think it's. A ripoff, right, right. You know, and, and no doubt it probably is. Yeah, but I've been selling my stuff to those gypsies. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. but it's a very old person thing. I mean, I've never sold anything to a pawn no, shop. Right, I would just never go in there. But older people are like, it's like a witch. They think it's like a. They're like, no, I'm not get out, get out yeah, of here, yeah. pawn shop. So they, so they, they hate the pawn shops, and then they would bring stuff in, and honestly, it felt like the people at Treasure Hunters would, like, so let's say something's worth a hundred dollars. They're gonna be like, I'll give you ten dollars for it, ah, and then ah. and yeah, and then and then what would happen is you you might not, I wouldn't know how much stuff for, but you would kind of feel like that's probably worth more than that, yeah. But, yeah. but the old people would just take they the take stuff. the ten bucks and just oh man, or so. they were drug addicts or alcoholics who would come in and like be kind of yep. messed up, Down yeah, 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 yeah. They would come They'd in. be better off at the pawn shops. They probably, probably would. On be. the flip side, <laughs> pawn shops all over Detroit, great place to pick stuff up. Yeah, yeah, great right, place right. To pick stuff up. So that was, well, we did that for like 22 episodes, 23 episodes. You know, so okay. I, I traveled to a bunch of cities during that year. So we, I would work one week, have one week off. All and, right. and then eventually I think that place kind of got taken down for maybe some tax fraud or something. Something like that. Well, I think the owner of that place was cheating on his wife. And his wife found out 
And then she just burnt it all Reported down. Reported yeah, yeah. and every time, yeah. every time, man. That's you got to pick one or the other. Yeah. Either you're cheating on your wife or you're cheating on the books, but yeah. you can't do them both. You can't do them one both. One will fuck the other right and over. I think she just toasted the whole place. And that was like the oldest traveling like kind of show like that. for I think it ran yeah. for like 15, 20 years. Jeez. I mean, those guys, I will say the, the, the agents who were there, we would start traveling with the same kind of group of people. Right, right. They were kind of fun. I mean, they were like... Yeah. You know, I mean, they were just like good old boys and girls who would, yeah. you would go and you would do a show to like five or six, and then you go to the bar to like yeah. nine or 10, 11, and you yeah. drink, and then you get up and just do it all over again the next day. Kind of an equivalent of like a carny lifestyle for those yeah. guys. Like their job's awesome. We yeah. go buy expensive stuff for cheap yep. for old folks, and yep. then we party all night. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Oh, so they're Republicans then? Probably. No, I'm kidding. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I did, and I did that for a year. Then I moved out here in like 11. Okay. Because I thought I need to have a little money before I moved out of here. Wise. Yeah, yeah, Wise. yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So then you got out here about 2011, and then you started working on what? I My first job, I, I, well, I started doing, I was acting in a couple of little dumpy parts, like did a little thing on Cougar Town, Arrested Development. Okay. And then I worked on a, I worked writing on a show called Brickleberry, which is an animated yeah, a yeah. show that I think is on Netflix now. Uh, it's really ran like three seasons, but it's about a state park and uh, with a bear that can talk. Right, right. It's a big fucking crazy. It was originally on Comedy Central, right? Originally on Comedy Central, right. and then it's just a big crazy, you know, okay, gross out animated. Yeah, comedy. yeah. Was that was <clears throat> was that a Tosh show? What didn't Tosh, Tosh do that? Okay. Tosh was a guy. That's what I thought. Tosh, he was the talking bear, and then these guys Waco and Roger ran it. Roger was. Um, he was uh, Yucko the Clown on Stern. Oh, okay. So that's who, all right, so, all right. So that kind of comedy, which is just like big, gross, funny, kind of uh, yeah, in right, your face right, right. kind of style. Right. That those, and him, Waco, obviously, is part of that. And they had done a couple other shows. They were really funny. And so we did that for a, a little bit. And then I did a show called Sirens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar Leary. with that. Dennis Leary ran the show, didn't run it, but he was a part of it. He was a producer where it was like three Chicago EMTs. And I think yeah. there was a British show. Uh, and it was, him. I watched a bit of that and coming mm-hmm. like, you know, my background with mm-hmm. the Detroit Fire Department. Some of it pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Some of it pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, good. we used to call in that show, we used to call, uh, I think, an EMT here in Chicago. I don't remember his name, but he was very... Uh, you know, it sounded it sounded very Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And I do remember. Like, okay, uh, so this guy was, you know, and you're like, okay, <laughs> uh, like so. We would talk to a guy a little bit. I also had a friend who at the time was a nurse, and I would ask him like, give me some stories of. He was an ER nurse, so they just yeah. tell me some awful things Crazy you've seen, and I'll try things, to yeah, yeah. we'll try to work it around. So we used maybe one or two of his ideas yeah. as well. Uh, because that, because that world is a little crazy. Oh, that EMTs, those guys, I did not yeah. envy those guys. They'd be gone all day right. and the most horrific yeah. things and their shifts were terrible mm-hmm. and they'd come in and demand them stay overtime because they were so understaffed and these guys would work like sometimes 18, 24 hours straight. Like we were working 24 hours straight, but right. not doing what they were doing. Right. You know what I mean? Those guys, man, the craziness that they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, insane. You and, gotta detach. You have to yeah. detach when you're involved in that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. So we did. So we did that show, and then I had had a pilot with uh, this guy named Ken Jung that at MTV, and then that pilot uh, went. It got picked up. Didn't get picked up. Eventually, it went away because Ken had another show called Doctor Ken on ABC, okay. 
And I did that show for two years. I wrote on that show for two years. Okay. All right. Which was the first time I've ever written on like a big multicam network. What was that like? That life is uh, good because, you know, there's a lot of food around, which is always good. Because you go on, it's like it's like doing live theater in a way. So, you know, when you go to a multicam, it is like whatever shoot nights are, it's like doing a show. So all that stuff was familiar for me as with going through Second City and seeing right, the live right. aspect. And, and, you know, then you just eat a lot and you tell us a few jokes. And it's fun because you, a joke doesn't work like you want it to work. Then all of a sudden you can be like, hey, try this. And then they try it. And like, okay, that didn't work either. But at least you give it a swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try a few things. Right, right. <clears throat> well, that was probably who working on that, huh? Yeah, it was fun, too. So we did 44 episodes with that show. When, I, when our show fell through on MTV, you know, Ken called us immediately that day and said, hey, then come over to... Dr. Ken, right. you know, and writing a multicam is different than writing a single cam. There's a few things, you know, multicam, there's three or four or five sets, you know, three of them that stay the same. Like there's the home living room, uh, the workplace. Okay. Right. And, right. and, and, you know, maybe there's a little detached room of the workplace, which is what we had on Dr. Ken. And then every week they would add like a, what they would call a swing set, which would just be whatever was in the episode for this week. Like, maybe we need a gazebo, and then they try to fix up right, right. some sort of gazebo gotcha. in that way. So that was cool, and it was cool to see everybody work together and, and kind right. of, you know, how they make it work. Because I, I didn't know how, truly, I'd never had sure. been to one, and I didn't know how they did it. Yeah. Uh, Especially, like, behind the scenes, like, how does yeah. this work? What should I shouldn't be saying, yeah. you know, and things like that had to be difficult, I would imagine. Yeah, and you find out that, you know, most, also the hours tend to be a little more reasonable on that show. You know, when you're on yeah. a single cam you kind of have to like do whatever is needed to be done that day. And you may have to go to a place and you have to travel there and it's going to take a, then you got to set it up and then you got to shoot. So if you have to get done at 10 at night, you get done at 10 at night. And on a multicam, you already have, it's already built. It's already, it's there. already there. It's and so you know where you're going and you, you know, you're probably out of there by like seven. One stop shop. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, right. you know, like all of everybody's favorite, I mean, my favorites growing up, you know, Cheers, which I think is the greatest. Yeah, great. You know, then there's Seinfeld. And, I just was know. rolling through Cheers on Netflix and watched uh, the whole series. And uh, one thing people don't realize is Carla's sneaker game on Cheers is crazy. It's good. Go back and watch okay. it if you haven't never noticed that. Check them out. She's always wearing some different kind of old school Nikes that are like, all these bright different colors, like yeah, the yeah. old school runners, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But they're always like these crazy colors and things that like people wear now that you didn't wear back then. Right, right. They always match your outfits. Right, right, That's right. hilarious to watch. Yeah, go check it. That, those, yeah. like any, I always live the Gary's Old Town Tavern. That's always my favorite. Yeah, episodes. yeah. I think those there's like 10 ones. of them. Yeah, eight, eight those to 10 are good of them. ones. Those are good ones. Uh, so then I did that show, and then that show got canceled. Dr. King got canceled after two seasons. Okay. And it went away. And I, this year I just wrote on a show called Alex Inc., which is a, uh, Zach Braff is in it. It's a single camera show. Okay. On ABC. All right. Um, and they we just had uh, ten episodes total, and then we'll see what happens. With that okay. Thing. Now is that going to air? There are there. They're airing now, so I think there's like the fourth or fifth one. So it's been out for like okay. three or four weeks. So. All right. So waiting to see if that gets picked up or not. Yeah, you know, we'll know in like two weeks what okay. what happens, and if you know if, if ABC wants to continue with that, and and I, I assume Zach does. You know, I think he likes. Yeah. Making money. Right. And doing right. things. So um real quick before we jump into some other stuff, mm -hmm. I wanted to hit you up on some of your teams you played on at IO that were your favorite 
you know teams and stuff that you played on or enjoyed watching because okay. I know there's a lot of big time old school IO team nerds out there that yeah. love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was on a team called People of Earth, and I was okay. I was on that team from you know I, I on People of Earth we were lucky we I took I had never taken an improv class until I moved to Chicago. I, I moved there to like take an act. I was going to be a, like a straight actor, and so I took one class there. I was going to take the whole that whole IO thing, and after two months, after my first class, level one, Sharna put me and a bunch of guys on the team together, which is oh, nice. crazy. It doesn't happen very often, yeah. and normally Sharna says, like, I'm going to do this, and then she never does it. But she really? did do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> strange, right? <clears throat> but she did do that, and we were, and we eventually stayed from on a team called People of Earth. And okay. so my, my first year of, at in improv at IO was, le- legitimately, was like, I would have Wednesday rehearsals, I would have like a Tuesday class, Wednesday rehearsal, and our rehearsal was like three hours, and then I would have like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Okay. And I did that for like almost a year. So the right. even if I, I think I was at pretty low of as an improviser in you the beginning. You were getting a lot of pretty good stage I, time. We were getting a lot of reps, yeah. whether it's through class and then rehearsal and then, right. and then stage. So that those reps helped me out. Stage, drink, class, drink, stage, yes. drink. Yeah, I had some garbage job that I, I'm, I'm, you know, that I've just hung over constantly. 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 And so I did that team and then I did a team, uh, I, I did Carl and the Passions for a little while okay. and I would still go back and do that show. Uh, and then I did a show there called 3033, which was pretty much all the People of Earth guys and, and Rush, who was on People of Earth here and there, my friend Rush Howe. And we did a, We were the only guys left in Chicago. And so Sharna had said to us, like, hey, I want a People of Earth, you guys, to do a show together. But right. we didn't want to do that show. So we started doing the show called 3033, which was, I, I mean, it was on Sunday nights, which was great. So it was, like, in that Sunday night slot at I.O. at, like, 10, 10.30. Okay. And um, we did it. Uh, Jim Carlson and Craig Euler did the show before it. So that was fun because we'd known those guys for years and years, and they were old buddies. And Jim directed two of my Second City shows, or at least, yeah, two. Right. And so that was good. It was, it was just became like a party night for us. Yeah. And I think I think the show was was popular, but I, you know, but those Sunday nights at IO in Chicago was like they used to be when I started. It was just like a weird ass would be around, or Dasariski, or Zump, or. That was kind of like always like to me the prized uh, right, spot right. in my head yeah. at that time. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. I always hear, you know, great. So I obviously never lived in mm-hmm. Chicago and didn't get to experience any of that, but I would drive down to see other guys that yeah. we were common friends with and once in a while, and I would go check the shows out and stuff, and I'd always be like, man, to live down here and like check that stuff out yeah. all the time and to do it, would, it seemed like it was a whole lot of fun, man. Well, it was also incredible because when I started taking class there in like 98, 99, that the people who were on the main stage or the ETC, like Kevin Dorf and TJ, and sure. they would come back and do those late night slots, and it, and it felt like we were winning something, you know, like, yeah. like more every, fun to watch yeah. that than to watch yeah, the regular because like everybody else was paying like twenty dollars and seeing them yeah. be like we're getting to pay like yeah. well for free if you're a student, but people could pay like five dollars, and you could yeah. get. Even a better show than yeah, you the get to awesome see them shows. Cut loose and do what they want to do, and yeah. opposed to being and they were doing great shows. Second, those are some of the best shows of all time that they were doing yeah. there at that time at Second City. But then they would come over to IO, and it you would it would just be great. Yeah, you maybe yeah, yeah. you would get to say hi to them. Oh, for you know? sure. You're for like sure. hi, and they'd be like, hey, how are you? And right, like, right. oh yes, he fucking said hi. Yeah, he, he went back. He went back. He, he maybe back. knows my name. Yeah, like, yeah. He said, I think he said Andy. Yeah. 
<laughs> we used to try to go around to uh, when we were early on in Second City, Detroit. Some of the guys I was coming up with, we used to always try to go out and do like the festivals before people in Detroit were doing that. And, like, yeah. We came out here and did the uh, iOS Fest, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I want to say like maybe like 2008 or nine or something like that. But anyway, now maybe ten, whatever. But we would f- go around doing these things and try to catch all the shows of like right. the big name improvisers to mm-hmm. see them in their own atmosphere, you know, not like in shows or on TV and stuff. And um, sidebar real quick, I got to play a scene with Scott Adsit in New York at Upright Citizens Brigade. He had this thing where like he would do his own show mm-hmm. where it was like just him and it was called Scott Adsit and and he would just get on stage by himself. And he would be like, okay, who wants to be in the scene with me? And he would just grab somebody from the audience. And all these college kids yeah. would sit up front, and they'd jump all in and stuff. You know what I mean? So anyway, I was yeah. just standing there half drunk, and I was like, I bought a plane ticket. I'm going down there. I don't yeah. care. So I ran out there and jumped on the stage with him, and Horatio Sands was doing the uh, voiceover and calling the scenes everything on there. And uh, it was it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, fun, it's incredible. Like, yeah. Yeah, they do. It's, one Those of my guys favorite memories, man. I got to do that scene with them. It was good. It was fun. It yeah, Adsit, Dorf, you know, TJ. Then there's Messing and yeah. Stephanie Weir, Rich Talrico. I mean, yep. all yep. those people around at that time were doing crazy great crazy stuff. great yeah, yeah. we try to catch them do it other so when i say those guys are nerd not like i used to do it too so. yeah yeah of course <laughs> you know of course you know i i i, I yes i'm never too cool for school i remember no. i was just thrilled to be like i got to do a scene with dorf you know miles yeah 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 i remember we waited in line i think we waited in line down there like maybe like 45 minutes or so to see uh ads it and let's do a two-man right at the peak of 30 rock like yeah, yeah. 30 rock was peaking you know what i mean and we were yeah. like nah and they killed it it was great yeah it's great it was it was fantastic so all right well hopefully that show gets picked up uh, yeah we'll for see. another season we'll man. see either you know, way i'll have to tune in and check that out yeah let's dive into the draft here. okay i know we've been having a lot of conversations lately about the nfl draft um so right off the bat here let's dive into our number one topic and disagree with me or don't but the Cleveland Browns need to take Saquon Barkley with that number one pick. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. I, they're going to need to take a quarterback. Yeah. And they got to take a shot at this thing. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, first off, the draft's really hard, right? The NFL really, draft. Really hard. Really hard. And it's, it's I don't, because, you know, you don't know any what, I find I don't know what any of these teams need or, or want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Except the really bad teams. The really bad teams. Like so, the Browns. I get what they yeah. need. They need a quarterback. They need. They need a running back. They do. They need a lot of everything. Yeah. I, but it seems just real quick. It seems like all you keep hearing though is, and they need help in that secondary. And I'm like, well, didn't they just draft Peppers high last year? I mean, right. he was hurt all year, but right. they drafted a guy who they expect mm-hmm. to come back and play well this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's their top concern and that's yeah. all you keep hearing outside quarterback yeah i yeah you know i yeah they they're, they they got to take some offensive players yeah, you got to take what i find that's what i find about the draft in general i really only care about the offensive players that's all for uh, some see, reason yeah. i'm only i'm really into like offensive i'm like yeah i want to know i want to points yeah. right like i don't know i'm really into the defensive players like i love when then. a guy like vaughn miller gets drafted and then strip sacks newton and wins the Super yeah, yeah, Bowl. yeah you know I, like i love the edge yeah. rushers Edge rushers and linebackers, right. I'll be honest, with you, secondary and interior defensive linemen who are extremely important. I, I don't follow them as much. Right, right. But linebackers and edge rushers, big time into that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm more of like, I like to know where these quarterbacks and running backs are going. That's when I, yeah. I am always. Well, this interested. year it's dominating the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominating the draft. I, well, I think they've got to go with the quarterback first. Who, I, who, who are you taking if you're the Browns? I think they're going to decide between Allen and Darnold. Right. So, so let me pose it to you two ways. 
Uh, who do you think they're going to take, and who would you take? I, I think I would take Darnold. Yeah. Of those two. I don't think I'm going to take Rosen. And they're not going to take no. Mayfield. No, they're not going to take Mayfield. And they're not going to take uh, Lamar Jackson. No. And now that rumor is floating around today, just hit this morning on my way over here, that the Browns are flirting with taking Mayfield number one overall, which I think you and I both agree is, is nothing but smokescreen. Yeah, yeah. It's smokescreen. Yeah, I think they're trying to get the Jets to try and make a deal with them to move up, just mm-hmm. swap one three and maybe get a third rounder out of it or something. Because right. the Jets are – uh, on the record, I mean, not on the record, but, I mean, it's pretty well out there that they're looking at taking Mayfield with that third spot, which right. could also be a smokescreen. But if they really want Mayfield and they're afraid that the Browns are going to take him, well, if the Browns take Mayfield, the Giants will take a quarterback if Darnold's available. Right. So the Jets got to be sitting three thinking, well, if Mayfield goes one, Darnold's mm-hmm. going two, and we don't want Rosen or right. Allen, they'll try to move up. But I don't think it'll happen. Right. I, I, so I'm, gonna, I'm going with Allen at number one. You think Allen's going to go number one? He's going to go number one. Okay. And then I, that's why I think that's why I don't think Barkley's going to go to the Giants. I don't think they're going to be able to pass up Darnold. I, I really think that the Browns are going to make a huge mistake and take Darnold number one. Mm. I, and I just mm-hmm. – I get it. The kid's got upside, and they keep talking about his feet in the pocket and how he moves around and, and he's all this. I, but I watched the kid play all year. Yeah. I mean – he okay. came off the bench and had a bunch of good games last year, had a phenomenal yep. Rose Bowl, and then came back this year and was a turnover machine and right. didn't play that well. Yeah, that, I'm not sold on any of these guys, no. especially not Darnold. No, but the, but the Browns have to take quarterback. they got to get it a shot here. They do, they, which is why I think I'm convinced the Giants are not trading out of number two. Probably not. And they are going to take Barkley or Chubb. They're not going quarterback unless Darnold's available. Well, I think, I think I th- they are taking Barkley or Chubb. Well, I think Darnold's going to be available. I think I think they're going to go with Josh Allen. So, it's the most Cleveland thing to do. If, but man, doesn't that go against? Like, here's the thing: if you want to try to grab Barkley at four, mm-hmm. you can't leave Darnold on the board, mm-hmm. right? If you want Barkley, at I four. mean, you have to leave Darnold on the board. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, you have that's to. What, you see, you have to leave Darnold on the board. But then you're going against the guy you're saying you want to take. Like out of their their big talk out of their camp is Darnold, 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 Darnold. And now you're discussing leaving that guy on the board so someone else can take him, so you can get the guy you want at fourth, and just take him at one. Right, but that they're but that's yeah. They're going to either take Allen or Darnold. Those are the two guys. And I think you could get either or at four, and neither one of them being dominant. I would go with Barkley, but we've been around that. But I think the, times, I think right? the Jets would take Darnold at three if they were still around. I think I think they probably would, and if then you want Allen, get Allen. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know if the Jets would take Allen though, right? That's my thing. I think I don't know. I think they're going to take a quarterback regardless at number three. Yeah, for sure. But I think if Rosen's there and Darnold's gone, they're going to take Rosen. I think they would too. Mm-hmm. I think they would too. But I don't think they're going to take. I don't think they would take. I think if they choose between Allen and Rosen, I think the Jets will take Rosen. I think they will. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a cl- completely better fit. He's yeah. ready to play a lot quicker than yeah, Allen's going to be. Yeah. A he'll, lot quicker. He'll be good. Yeah. But I think the Browns are going to take Allen because they think he's a big, strong kid. He seems like a, a yeah. play in the snow, right. kind of a Cleveland-esque, you know, in those bad temperature right. cities like Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Right. Yeah. He's a great He's a great fit mm-hmm. schematically for that kind of stuff. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why if they do take him number one, then I'm – it's even stupider because you could. We just discussed you could get him at four, and you, you could, could have Barkley. You could probably get him at four, but, you would but for sure I don't think get they're taking. I would say I'm not say taking the Barkley though, at four. Darnold. I think they're passing on Barkley at four. 
You think so? Yeah. I think they're going to take Chubb. Now, are you in the school of they're going to take Chubb or are they going to trade down and try to grab Buffalo's two picks? Chubb. Okay. I think they're going Chubb. Yeah. I think think there's a quarterback. Because then I think it's 33. Because they also have the 37th pick. Yeah. They're going to take a running back. They're going to take. Yeah. They pick 1 4, 33, 35, and 64. There you go. So between by 35, by 33, they're going to grab a running back in the second round. Right. It's going to be that kid from Georgia. Yeah. Or that kid from LSU, Geis. Uh, Geis will be gone. He'll be gone middle of the first round. A lot Mm -hmm. of teams need running backs. Uh, But nobody will take one. They're not going to take one. I think the Lions very well could. They've done it before. They, 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 they jumped won't. up to grab Abdullah a couple years ago. Would you be upset as a Lions fan if they took a running back? I would not be upset if at number 20 they took Geis. If they took any of the other guys, yes, I'll be upset. I wouldn't touch Michonne with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, yeah. I'm not big Tony. into speed backs out of the yeah. backfield, third down speed backs. Right. I'm not spending a high pick on that guy. And Plus, we've got Theo Riddick, so I'd be super right. upset about that. Um, I would not be upset as a Lions fan. I would not be upset mm-hmm. if they traded the number 20 pick and gave up their next year's first round to move up into that top four somewhere and get Barkley. I would not be upset if they swapped out with the Browns at four, if the Browns wanted to go down to grab two more picks. Or I don't know how it could work out, right, but if right. we w- I would trade two picks to get that guy right now uh-huh. just based on the Lions uh, roster right now. You got an aging quarterback who you spent a ton of money on. You, now's right. the time. Now is the time. You got to get him something. You got an O line with some pro bowlers you spent some money on last year. Go get your running back and make a run. But the, but at the same time, the Browns will just probably keep that pick sure. and go with Chubb because sure. the, the DNs are a little weaker, I read, this year. Yeah. 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 So then we'll add him in with Miles Garrett. Which would be great yeah. I, as a Browns fan. And yeah. I, I love the Browns. I'm a big Browns fan. And I would be okay with getting Chubb. Yeah. I would be okay with getting And then Chubb. just run whatever running back's there at like 33. And then and then you can then you have what, Hyde. And you have uh, the guy, because Carlos Hyde signed with yeah, them. Yeah, Hyde signed with them, yep. And you have yep. the – who's well, you the got guy? Duke. That, yep. And w- who hasn't really panned out And you get much. some other kind of garbage running back, and then you're fine. Uh, yeah. And then you're fine. Here's the thing. If they go Chubb over Barkley, I'll be upset. I mean, I think that's what they're going to do. I wouldn't be upset if they took Barkley and Chubb and passed on a quarterback. I wouldn't. I would wouldn't be that upset. I understand you got to get one. I get it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking crazy. Sure. They're going to pick one. Sure. But I wouldn't be terribly upset as a Browns fan if they went Barkley and Chubb and said, "Hey, we'll roll with Tyrod for a year or two and see what the draft brings us." I don't know. It's not going. I don't think it's going to bring you know? great tidings by rolling with Tyrod. I think rolling with Tyrod. Tyrod's, I'm sure, no, wonderful. But no, he's, a he's nice not going to bring in great tidings. No. But if it can get you competitive in that division. For a couple of years, I don't know. Maybe take the kid out of Richmond in the top of the second round. I don't know. That's a stretch too. But I would say I think Darnold is going to the Browns number one. Okay. Barkley going to the Giants right after that, mm-hmm. and then the Jets are going to take Mayfield, mm. and then the Browns will be on the board, and and they're going to take Chubb if they already took Darnold. Okay. And I think most likely they'll go Darnold Chubb. Okay. And so then you have Rosen, who's dropping. I th- I, when I'm going through this thing, honestly, I'm looking through this. I could totally see Rosen uh, uh, being like a a Rodgers or a Roethlisberger or somebody. Not Roethlisberger, but um, I'm trying to remember from a few years back that just kept dropping down the first round. And right. Picked later. I can't remember. Well, Rodgers did. Rodgers dropped. Rodgers dropped yeah. big time. I could see Rosen dropping all the way to 11 and going to the Dolphins, and they don't even have to move up to get him. Mm. If things fall right, I could see him falling all the way to 11. Well, at that point, if, that, if, that, if Rosen, in your scenario, if Rosen's available, I think the Bills will trade with the Raiders. 
I think the Bills are going to be like, we got to get ahead of the Dolphins. Yeah, if if they don't trade up, I, I think it's, or Arizona, Arizona. Yeah, now Arizona is a good player to move up, but they've only got the two picks. They got one in the first, and they got one in the second. They're mm-hmm. fifteen and forty-seven, so I don't think that they've got the firepower to out firepower the Bills. Mm-hmm. If somebody's mm-hmm. gonna move up, I think we agree it's gonna be the Bills. Um, I'm not I'm not in that camp of the Bills moving up to number two. I think they very well could likely move up, and Elway could make a deal, and they can move to five. Mm-hmm. They might move to five to grab I think that's Allen possible. if he's available. I think that's possible. I have Barkley going to Denver at five. Okay. Yeah. If, I, I think if, if Barkley's still on the board. Barkley's on the board. They're going to need a running back. I don't think he will be. I think he's gone in the top four regardless. Either the Giants take him or Browns take him at four. I mean, it would be smart for the Giants to take him because they already oh, yeah. they have Odell. Oh, yeah. They got that big tight end, Sterling Shepard. Evan guy. Ingram, maybe, is that tight end? Yeah, team? Ingram, yeah, yeah. And then they have uh, Sterling Shepard. And by Eli, yeah. another year or two. Yeah, I, I mean, and they're saying out of New York, they think he can go two, three more years. They're not panicking yeah. out there based on last year. Yeah. So, I mean, you still got Odell. You give him Barkley. I think he could roll around for a few more years. Dez. Sure. Sign Dez yeah. for like a year. They may do that. You know, give him a they shot. They may do that. Or Green Bay. I mean, if you're Dez, we, oh, yeah. I'd rather go to Green Bay because oh, you sure, move right the chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a number one yeah. target out there. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I could see the Broncos trading down if Barkley's gone. To the Bills. To the Bills. Yep. And that would put the Bills. And, and that's exactly my scenario where I think Rosen falls to 11 is if – the Bills move up into that five or two spot and grab Allen, who's still on the board, uh-huh. because then you've got Colts, Bucks, Bears, Niners, Raiders, none of which need a quarterback. None. Dolphins can sit tight. Rosen falls right in their lap. Right, unless somebody, unless the Bills, or the Bills are in that scenario. Yeah, in that scenario, traded. the Bills have already moved up and took Allen. Arizona would be the one, right? Arizona would be the only one that could jump up, and I don't know if they have enough assets to do it. Oh, they trade this year's number one and next year's number yeah, one. Yeah, if they go two right. number ones. Yeah, that would if, they, if they go two number ones. But would you go two number ones to jump in front of the Bills? Or to jump in front of the Dolphins at that point? Or do you just say, you take Allen, we'll take Rosen. You take Rosen, we'll take Allen. You do well, say whatever. Yeah, well, the problem is, who's Arizona's quarterbacks this year? They're like, it's I, Mike Glennon. They didn't Glennon, even have one on the roster until a couple Mike, weeks ago. Mike Glennon and uh, Sam Bradford. I, I am. That is not. Yeah, you got to get somebody. You got to get. Oh, somebody. they have to get. That's not good. No, so I, I may be like, let's trade. Some, let's trade yeah, if you, I liked yeah. a quarterback enough and one was still there. Right. Um, those which are, those I, are I would say they'd probably make a play at Allen. I mean, Rosen's falling down the draft board uh, for everybody. Now you saw Mayfield available, or is Mayfield gone? In the Mayfield same? gone to okay. the Jets. Okay. Um, Rosen's falling for everybody, but honestly, I think he's probably the best quarterback to immediately plug and play right now i think if he lands in the right system he could be the most successful of these four guys mm-hmm. he's a system guy and he's a smart guy and now in this in this uh, your mock here if the bills stay put and they lose rosen at 11 do the bills take lamar jackson at 12 if they stay pat at 12 um yeah right. yeah i could see them maybe taking jackson at 12 um i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't say they will but i would not be shocked if they did, um, I don't know. I mean, he's a guy that everybody's really interested in seeing how he's going to pan out. You know, in this, yeah, in this scenario, I've just, I just had a thought. In this scenario that you have, where Rosen's falling, I, I'll give you a team I think will jump in at 10. That okay. you don't have. And I think they are the New England Patriots, who, a, yeah. who jump in, grab Rosen, they give those first two picks up. And just take yeah. Rosen. I I would not be shocked. That's a great call. And then, and then just move that way. And yeah. this, if Rosen's going to fall, 
Yeah, if he, you're right. If he starts falling down the board like that, New England could easily jump up and do that because they need to get somebody quick. I mean, Brady hasn't even committed to play next year. We right, know he's right. Gonna, he's gonna. He's gonna. Right. He's playing some kind of yeah. mind game out there, right? So I, I don't know. I would say Colts at six. All that pans out in the top five picks up there. Say the Broncos stay home. Mm-hmm. Say they get Barkley. They or they trade down and Allen goes in the five spot to the Bills in my in my little mock draft. I'd 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 say the Colts would go with Edmonds, hmm. linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Now that's the nineteen-year-old sure. kid. Um, sure. He's phenomenal. I mean, he's fast off the edge. He's nineteen. That's a big upside. A lot of people think they'll go O line, but I think they need some help on that defense way more. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they do. They need. I, I have them. I have them going with uh, Fitzpatrick from Bama. Okay. Yeah. Then we're just exact flip-flops because then I had the Bucks taking Fitzpatrick next. But you're right. Yeah, the Colts could definitely go that way. And um, then I, I have the Bucks with Denzel Ward, the okay. cornerback from Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Uh-huh. He's a good player, too. He's a good player, too. Um, I had him going at 10 to the Raiders. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, with the Niners, and here's the thing with the Niners at 9. Um, I had them taking James, the safety out of Florida yep, State. Yeah, me too. I could see them... I could see them maybe taking a stretch and taking the wide receiver out of SMU, that Sutton kid. Sure. I mean, they need somebody for Jimmy, right? I mean, well, what about Ridley? Calvin Ridley. Yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. Or the guy from Maryland supposed to be pretty good. He's supposed DJ to be Moore. a huge upside. Um, he's one of those guys, though, that they kind of pin as being one of those tall, lanky, fast guys that has some problems with some drops. But I watched a lot of Big Ten football, and I didn't see him have a lot of right, right. problems with drops. You know, you're probably right. That'd probably be a better pick. I'd go with the size there. Give Jimmy somebody a throw to. Well, we skipped the Bears, and we both think the Bears are going to take that we guard. We both think the Bears are going to yeah. take the kid out. They of have to. Day. They have yeah. no line. Yeah. They have to. I think they, they're both going to take. So, in the old Notre Dame offensive line coach now at, I think he's now at know. Chicago. I'm not sure. Is he? There's something like they're in the old. Some kind of yeah, there's a connection there. They're going to yeah, take that Nelson. I can see that happening. A lot of Browns fans are clamoring for, for them to take the tackle out of Notre Dame. And I'm like, I, no, he's not on the top of anybody's no. grab board. I'm not yeah, taking no. him in the top four just because no. Joe Thomas, you know, decided to retire. Right, right. And I'm going to go on the record right now and say, Joe Thomas retiring this year, he'll be back playing next year, I think. Mm. I really think wow. he'll be back playing next year. got to get healthy. I think his thought process is – I don't need to be a part of this rebuilding year this year. We're not making it happen this year. If we draft well, we're a year away from making a run at anything. Take the year, get myself healthy, heal up my arm. I'll come back next year when the team's ready to make a run. Okay, maybe. I think so. I think Joe's going to enjoy retirement. Yeah. Be like, I just don't know, man. He just didn't – I didn't see that coming. No. No, he he was you great. He, I think he just like we've sucked for so long. Yeah, all those terrible years yeah. though, and now you're going to be on the verge of oh. taking over an aging division oh. with a bunch of young draft picks. I think you'd want to be a part of that, wouldn't you? It seems like no fun to me from Joe this year. Yeah, yeah, this year right. for sure. So if they, let's say they go seven and nine this year, eight and eight, and things are looking good, and they got yeah. a bunch of close games. Yeah, yeah, I could see him coming back. Or they, well, they go four and twelve, and then they're going to pick in the top. I don't 10 think again. they could do that. Like, here's the thing: they went zero and sixteen. Lions fan. I know what that's like. Um, but, man, a lot of their games were three points, two points, yeah. four points. I mean, they're right there being competitive in all those games. I think this draft will make a world of difference. I mean, they got five picks in the first two rounds. I mean, it's plenty of picks. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it's, uh, you got Derwin at four, with the 49ers, Derwin James, 
Yeah. Yeah, we have James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at 10, who do you have with the Raiders? Right? I had I had Gruden taking Ward out of Ohio State. He loves players like that. I'm he, going, want, he wants another Charles Woodson like he did back in the day ah, with the interesting. Raiders. I'm going, to, I'm going a different way. I'm going with Roquan Smith. I think he wants another Derek Brooks. Yeah. He wants that linebacker. Uh, yeah. That's what I think he, great, he wants those linebackers. Yeah, that's a great that's a great uh that's a great assessment. Because I also had the Broncos maybe being interested at him, but with the, what they're paying Von Miller, probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably not interested in that guy. And then I had the same thing with you. I have Mayfield with the Dolphins at eleven. Okay. Because I had him dropping. You got him dropping. And I had Lamar Jackson at twelve with the Bills. I think they would take I think they would take him. And then if you're the Cardinals, are you sitting there holding your breath that Let's say the Bills trade out of that 12 spot. Mm-hmm. Let's say they trade up, okay, and either Rosen or Mayfield falls to the Dolphins at 11. Mm-hmm. And you're the Cardinals at that point. You didn't jump in the game. I mean, then you just wait it out, right? Right. Or you take Jackson. Or you get a quarterback in the second round. Or, yeah, you know, maybe second round. or um, get, get that kid from Oklahoma State. Yeah, nobody's talking about yeah. him now. Mason Rudolph, Rudolph right? yeah. I mean, he played well all year. What's the deal? Why is everybody so down on him? I think it's because they, they think that's a system team, right? The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, They just put up a bunch of points, and it's the same same style. I, I guess, but he's a big kid with a decent yeah. arm. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but mm-hmm. do you think his draft status is hurt by Allen having such a big arm? No. I just think at Wyoming, they seem to think like that kid is the – the star, right? He's the guy. Yeah. But it, I think Oklahoma State next year will have some quarterback who throws up 500 yards, and they're yeah. just going to rinse and repeat. Well, that's, yeah, so you think it is a system thing for mm-hmm. Rudolph then. Yeah, right? and they're just they, – you have to be truly incredible. And he just – Yeah. Oklahoma State's going to have another dude next year or another dude the year yeah, for that. they very well could. He's going to just put up a bunch of points. Yeah, they could. I, I think know. if I'm the Browns, I think you're, you guys are ultimately – when I say you and, you and Brett, all right, like they should take Barkley at one. Yeah, I, I and then take whatever quarterback is there, whether it's Allen, Rosen, or Darnold at four. Yes, just take. We'll just be happy yes. with if you like all of them yes. the same. I think Allen will fall right in your lap, and I think they like Allen the best anyway. I think yeah. they want to go Big Ben, Roethlisberger style in that yeah. division. They want a big, tough guy that can handle those defenses. Yeah, I think they want Allen anyway, and I think you get him all day at number four, and you get your running back up top. Now take I know you don't player. take your running back up top, but yeah, take your best player. Mm-hmm. But and I get it. The system in the NFL mm-hmm. is to not do that. Get your running backs later. They can do what you need right. them to do in the later rounds, which I agree with. I'm not against that system. I'm not, you know, I'm not being one of those guys. I'm with it. But I think this guy's a special player. Right. I think he's a special player. Right. You know? And and with in the last ten years, even in the draft, you know, like that has been the consensus. Like, don't draft running backs in sure. the first round. Get them later. Right, right. Except for Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that panned out. He's a special player. Sure. And uh, there his was name is Gurley. Todd Gurley. Gurley moved up, moved, and that's worked he was, out. He was good. Special there was also player. Trent Richardson. There was Trent Richardson. Cleveland may remember Trent, that. Trent Richardson in mm-hmm. Cleveland does remember that. Yeah. You know, um, I think he was just high. I don't think he was that special a player. He was great in college, but coming off that Bama team, you know what I mean? He, right. he is the equivalent of your Mason Rudolph to me. Right, right, Those right. Bama running backs, man. Sure. Him and TJ Yeldon and all these yeah. guys that come out of there, man. Like I Bo mean, Scarborough the, this yeah, year. Mm-hmm. They got the best run line yeah, yeah. in the damn, sure. you know what I mean? Their defense is the best. So you got the ball all sure. damn game, and, mm-hmm. and and Saban loves to hold it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, you know. I thought Trump would be better, better than he was. Sure. But 
I don't think it's helping the Browns this year. The, the two Kareem Hunt last year, and then uh, the yeah. the guy from New Orleans, Kamara, um, Kamara. Yeah, and, you know those guys are both really great. Kamara is incredible. Kamara, and he got incredible. picked in like the third or fourth yeah. round yeah. last year. So yeah. I think Cleveland, you definitely can do in their head. Um, here's a, here's a scenario. Say they don't take their running back, and let's say they go with what everyone thinks they're going to take Darnold. Sure. And then let's say they come back, excuse me, and they take Chubb. Yep. Do you try to move some of your early second round picks? to get then up in the bottom of the first round for a third pick to get Geis. No, I think Geis is going to be there. I think Geis is going to be there. I, you think he's going to be top of the second round? I yeah. think he's gone somewhere in the middle here. Who's, who's going to take Packers could definitely use a running back. But I don't, um, think, I don't think they're going to take him. Ravens could use a running back. Yeah. Um, Seahawks love to run the ball, and they got nobody up there running yeah, the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lions, I think he's gone at 20 if he's on the board for the Lions. They're either going to take Vita Vey or they're going to take Geis. I think there's one or two guys for them. I don't see – I just don't think Geis and, and all those guys – I think they're going later. I just think they're going to go later. I think they're going to want to get your defensive your, – most of your defense are off the Lions need interior linemen yeah. really bad or an edge rusher, but I, I mean, wouldn't – you know. If the Packers took a running back at 14, it would be kind of disappointing. If you're a Packers fan, you'd be like, oh, God damn it. We don't, what we still got that one eighty eight. We have that. We have tie. Whatever. Yeah, it would be disappointing, right? They put in yeah, Montgomery. But, yeah, and then they have a couple other guys who can, you know, that can. He fizzled out guys. toward the end of the year. Though. Yeah, they were done. Got running hurt, him. right? Yeah, they were done running him. You know, so. the Redskins have a guy who's pretty good. You know, the Cardinals, they have uh, David Johnson. They don't need a running back. Yeah. The Ravens, sure, but they they need a lot of things. The Ravens do. They need Ravens a wide need receiver. They need a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver. Take a wide receiver before yeah, I'm taking a running back. Um, Char- they, Chargers got Melvin team. Gordon. Seahawks need a running back. They sure. Running Cowboys back, sure. don't. Don't. Lions, Lions do. Sure, but they're not going to take one. They're going to take one later in the second round. Yeah, they'll. Pro- you're right. I mean, you're probably right. They'll probably sit tight with Abdullah and Theo Riddick and and, right. and be fine. Now, I, I love Riddick. Riddick's yeah. the best third down back in the game. Yeah, he's, he's the best third down back in the game. Yeah. Problem is, we need him on first and second down because Abdullah can't stay healthy. And when he is healthy, he's not very effective. Um, it, I mean, he just isn't. So, then New England, Carolina is not going to take England one. New England for sure is not taking a running back no. in the first round because they are the epitome of the formula. Titans are not. They have because they they just turned it over to Henry. Yeah. Falcons yeah. are not. Saints are they'll, not. There'll be some running backs available on top Steelers of the Steelers are not. Jags are not. And the Jags. Vikings, Vikings had, they got a guy last year, Cook, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And then the Pats, again, won't take a running back. And the Eagles, there's a team, I think, if you're looking for the first team, I think that will take a shot at a running back. You think so? Yeah. I think they'll take a shot. They, they might as well, right? Just keep yeah, adding on. Yeah, I don't on. know where they need to add. I mean, they've added on the defensive line in the offseason. Right. Don't I mean, have many defensive needs. They no, don't have as many. No. So they can take they a – They could probably take a run. So back. if Geis was going to go anywhere, they'd Even be there. Geis goes into the first round. He could huh? go at 32. Or he's going to go to the Browns at 33. Because all these other teams yeah. we just talked about – Especially 25 to 30. They don't really need a running back. I, I just think Geis is not getting out of the top 20. I just don't think he is. Somebody's going to grab him. He's good. He's good, and I think they're starting to be this turn in the NFL to these running backs being picked a little sooner when they show that they can be an every-down back kind of guy, and that's who yeah. Geis is. Yeah. You know, like Gurley, every-down back. You know, Elliot, every down back. Mm-hmm. I think if you're an every down back, mm-hmm. they're starting to change their mind on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, but, you know, Barkley, Barkley is going to be the most interesting. I, I, I still think Barkley is going to, if Darnold's not number one, then I think Barkley goes to Denver at five. 
Yeah, for sure. I'd agree with you. If he's not in one. If he falls out of four, yeah. If he falls out of four, unless the Browns take him. I mean, the Browns should definitely take him. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just don't think they're going to. I'm going to be really disappointed if they don't. Because it's both scenarios that we've been around the mountain on. Is you can take him at one and get your quarterback at four, and he's mm-hmm. gonna your quarterback's gonna be there. Or you can take your quarterback at one, and Barkley should still be there at four. A lot of people think if he's there at four and they don't take him, I, I'm you really it's gonna be a Browns move. You blew it. Yeah, you blew it. Cleveland Twitter is gonna be great on Thursday. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, they're gonna blow when they take a quarterback at one who's gonna be like Josh Allen, who nobody in Cleveland's ever seen play. Uh, right. They're gonna go crazy. Right. They are going to go crazy. They're going to yeah. fucking I mean, scream. I, I get it that the guy's got a big upside. Like, I get it. And he's got a ton to prove. And he's always proved it. And right. he's got Like, I get all that. But for me, it's like, you're not dominating that conference out there by any means. And no. in your bowl game, you had to come back yeah, yeah. to beat my guys, the Central Michigan Chippewas. You had to come back to beat them. And we weren't that good this year. Right. You know what I mean? So this guy... Isn't that dominant a quarterback? He just has that big right. arm. You and it, know? then the Giants are going to swoop up Barkley. Oh, he's gone. And he's gonna, he's and gone. That, that is going to be a fun Yeah, I think he's team. gone. If you don't take him one, he's gone. That's why I take him one. He's the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. And you just exercised that last year, right? Right. You said we're taking the best player in the draft, and you took Garrett. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't, sure. don't then come back this year and not take the best player in the draft and then take another defensive end at number four. Come on, don't do that to me. Right, right. <laughs> don't do that to me. Well, they also, thank, thank God for the Browns that they have the fourth pick, right? If they only yeah. had the number one pick, then they're definitely taking quarterback. Yeah, and for it, sure. And then it's just a guess for at sure. that point. For sure. So with the fourth pick, at least, it, what makes the most sense, though, is if they love Barkley, get Barkley at one and then just figure out who's there at four. Yeah, that's what I would do because none of these guys right. blow my mind. Right. None of these guys. Rosen at four or Mayfield at four, whatever you want. I'd be fine with any of them at number four. Right. Because I don't think any of them outside of where they land in systems, we can come back and visit this again next year and you can be like, well, this guy's a bust and he burned out, but you know as well as I do, that's where you land. Yeah. That's where you land unless you're Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And these guys are all need to lands. They need to land somewhere to work. So I don't know. I'm just not sold on any of these guys. And then that, that Bills pick, they have another pick, right? 22. Yes. That's the Chiefs pick, right? Okay. That's the Pat Mahomes okay, quarterback. Yeah. Right, right. Which seems like a good deal now. That they, the Chiefs just got sure. a quarterback yeah. last year at 22. Right, right. Yeah, it seemed to work out for them yeah. now. Well, we'll, we'll see if he's any it. good. Do you think that the Patriots are going to move up, or are they going to Belichick this and just stockpile their picks and pick them? They rarely move up. They rarely do. They rarely do. And not for a quarterback. I'll be shocked. I don't think he's going to move up, personally. I don't think he's going to move up for Mayfield. I just don't think, no. I don't think Baker Mayfield and no, no. Bill Belichick yeah. will get along very well. I don't think that's quite. Mm-mm. But I think if Rosen falls, then, then there's the possibility becomes a little more interesting. Yeah, I think if Rosen falls or if the Browns do take Barkley number one, and this is just throwing a, a crazy monkey wrench out there. I mean, uh-huh. this is just off the wall. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a deal to move up and take the giant spot that involved uh, OBJ. So they, you think they would trade with their two picks for OBJ? 
Well, I'm saying maybe that the Patriots would move up into that two spot yeah, yeah, in some yeah. kind of deal that would involve OBJ going to the Patriots and the Giants drawing uh, an extra pick up. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Somehow or other. Uh, giving up a first-rounder okay. next year maybe mm-hmm. and, and OBJ and then two for the Patriots moving up to get that second spot. I, or maybe the Giants get both their first-rounders at the end of this round. I don't know. Well, it doesn't seem like what's going on in New England. They don't. Brady doesn't seem to be in love with some of the things that are happening there. No. And he's going to play another year, maybe two. Yeah. Might be a time for a quarterback. Yeah. Like, you know, Jimmy G would be a great quarterback. Yeah, I can't understand that move last year. Can you? No, I assume, like, they just thought he was going to leave. Yeah. You know, so they had to – what, they got a second rounder for him? Yeah. 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 I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, if anything, I I think that Raiders at 10 – if I, if if one of those guys falls, especially if Rosen falls, you know, I, guys, they're not going to trade with the 49ers again, probably. No, maybe. I mean, who knows? But I, I, you know, the Colts will, the Colts could trade. It, it wouldn't be shocked if the Colts. I don't know if no. see the Pats and the Colts working together. No, not very no, very much. No, no, no. I'd agree with you on that one. I don't see them. I think the Colts will probably stand pat, stay at six. Yeah, unless. Again, unless your scenario comes into play where Barkley falls all the way to five, Broncos stay in pat to get him. Yeah. And then the Bills need to move up to that six spot and swap with the Colts. If I'm the right. Colts, I'm, you know, I'd do Absolutely. that. I'm not sold on anybody. You know what I mean? Um, any of those teams, really, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Colts, Bucks, Bears, Niners, Raiders, those are spots to move up to get your quarterback. Uh-huh. And any one of those teams, nobody on the board that they're dying to grab, I right. think. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I think it's, there's, you know, Lamar Jackson, Mayfield, Rosen. One of those guys is going to fall. I mean, Lamar is going to be there 15, 12, yeah. 11, 12, 13. Yeah. But Mayfield or Rosen is going to fall. Yeah. Um, I think of all those guys, I think Rosen needs to land in a system. We mm-hmm. talked about that. Um, I think Allen needs to land in a place where he can develop and then get into a system. Mm-hmm. Darnold definitely needs a system. I think Mayfield is the only guy that could – make his own somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that he's going to be the best of the group or better than those guys, but I just think he has a, a tool set with him that he could go somewhere without a system and, and be competitive, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I, this is my, my, I guess I have to go on the record here. I'm going to go with, I'm going with Josh Allen, one. Okay. For the Browns. I'm going to, then I'm going to take, ooh, this is a hard one. I can't say between Darnold or Barkley. But I just for the sake of fun, I'm going to take Darnold at two. Okay. Then I'm going to take Rosen at three. All right. And then I'm going to take Chubb at four. Okay. And then I'm going to take Barkley to Denver at five. Then I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick to the Colts. Denzel Ward to the Bucks. Uh, Quentin Nelson to the Bears, the guard. I think the 49ers are going to take Derwin James. And then the Raiders are going to take Roquan Smith, the linebacker. Then I think at 11, Baker Mayfield, definitely a possibility there. Yeah. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson to the Bills at 12. I'm, I'm all on board with you with, with Lamar to the Bills at 12 if they don't trade up. Mm-hmm. If they don't trade up. Um, okay, so in a scenario where, the, where nobody's trading up, here's what I think will happen, but I'm on the record saying it's a dumb move. You should take Barkley at number one. Okay. What I think is going to happen is the Browns are going to take Darnold. Then at number two, the Giants will take Barkley. Mm-hmm. Then at number three, 
I think the Jets are definitely going to take Mayfield. And then the Browns will take Chubb with the fourth pick. Uh-huh. They'll go Darnold Chubb. Uh, at five, the Broncos, if the Bills don't move up with them to get Allen, that's my spot there where I think the Bills will take a chance move up to five to get Allen. But if they don't, Broncos stay pat, and I think they take Smith. Hmm. Um, well, no, I'm sorry. Not going to take Smith, not the linebacker. No, that's where Fitzpatrick would come into play. Uh-huh. They take Fitzpatrick because they lost the lead. So they take the DB. Then the Colts will take Edmonds, which – with Smith on the board, I know that he's the better player a lot of guys want, but I just I think one of these teams is going to take a shot on that 19-year-old kid, and he, I think his draft status is moving up. Sure. I got Edmonds going six. Then the Bucks at seven. The Bucks at seven with James out of Florida uh-huh. State. Uh-huh. So he moves up. The Bucks at seven. And then the Bears at eight were in agreement. We think they're taking the guard out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Nelson. Okay. Then I got the Niners taking a receiver. Um, I like your call with the kid out of Maryland moving up, and I don't know about him moving up that high. Maybe Sutton out of sub, uh, out of SMU. Ridley? Maybe Ridley. Okay. Maybe Ridley. But I think the Niners definitely go receiver right there. Uh-huh. And then Raiders, I like I like them taking Ward out of Ohio State. I just think that's a Gruden move. I, I think that they'll go with Ward out of Ohio State. And then I think Rosen falls all the way to 11 in this scenario. Uh-huh. And then Broncos Jackson. Uh-huh. Broncos Jackson, I'm with you on that one. I think he lands there if they don't trade up. Right, right. So the bills, so the Bills will take Jackson. Bills will yeah. take Jackson. But yeah. if they trade with Denver, who is Den- who does Denver. Denver take at twelve? Do well, they take tricky. Lamar? Do they take Lamar Jackson at twelve? No, no, not LA style. Okay, I don't think so at all. I don't think at that point, I could see him falling even further. Then, if the Bills trade out, um, then that puts the Broncos at twelve, right? I think the Broncos pass on Jackson, Redskins pass on Jackson, Packers, maybe Cardinals at 15, but I don't know if that's their speed either. That's not mm-hmm. their system. Who do you think is, of the quarterbacks, who's going to be the in five years, What's the, who was the best quarterback? If you're just guessing. Uh, I would say I would say Rosen or Mayfield. Mm. Rosen or Mayfield. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Why not? I, I, I mean, it seems like... I just think he's going to, you know, he can move. Yeah. He, he can run. You know, I just think the he's way. He's mobile, definitely. Because yeah. um, I don't know, to me, they're all, all the other, Darnold, Allen, all the, Rosen, they're all, to me, Mayfield, kind of the same guy. I'm just going to choose the different yeah. one uh, in that scenario. Here's what I'll say the difference is for me. I know everybody's saying that Jackson's going to be a guy that's going to change the game, and, and the game is evolving mm-hmm. in that way where your quarterback yeah, needs yeah. to be mobile and he can change the game. But – We've seen that before and been told that before, and with guys who can't throw the football, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. He's got a big arm and yeah, can yeah. fire it, but he's not accurate and right, know right. where to go with it. It's just not – he's no Michael Vick. Right, right. You no, know no. I mean? So right. I just – I'm not on board with him being the guy that's going to change that position, mm-hmm. and I am on board with Mayfield because I think the game is changing in that way, but mm-hmm. for guys like Russell Wilson and Mayfield, these smaller sure. guys that create and roll outside the pocket and make plays, and I right, think right. he's that guy. You know, I think there's two schools of thought on which way the game is going there, and I think it's more Mayfield than Jackson for me. Uh, yeah, I think I think I, I would if I'm like the Bills or the Cardinals. I think if I get Lamar Jackson and I don't have to do any trading or whatever, just I'll take him and absolutely. And then you know, I play the guessing game of Rosen, Darnold, right, Allen, right. Mayfield. He's too like, big a talent to pass on. Yeah, I'll too just big. Take, a I'll just take I'll take whatever's left there and be like, oh, I got yeah. him at twelve or fifteen, whatever. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So. 
for you, I know you say you're not too big into the Chiefs anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you? Well, want Chiefs don't to have a pick. Do? They don't have. A they pick. don't have a pick in the first round. Nope. But they trade the to the Bills. I, they may have one in the second. I, I think what I would do is it seems like I would load up some. You know, I would just get another receiver. I know they just uh, signed Watkins. They just signed Sammy Watkins, I know, yeah. for like three years. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy high amount of money. Crazy amount of money. Too he much. didn't even perform that well in Too L.A. Much. Too, Too much. Too much. But get, I might as well, whatever it can do to help Mahomes, whatever yeah, needs to be done. Needs some help. So if we need, we need a guard, then get him a guard. You know, if we need some linemen, let's let's just get this guy. Because Hunt's going to be good. Hunt's always he's yeah. going to be around. Spencer Ware, I think, still around the team. You know, so he's got some running backs. His wide receivers, I don't – you know, they, they got – they all they got that one super fast guy. I can't super fast guy. He runs back kicks. Anyways, he was good. Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill. Yeah. Hill's yeah. good. Yeah, and Hill, Hill Watkins. Good. He's fast. He's really yeah, yeah. great. Hill and Watkins are fast. Uh, and maybe they. You know they have lost some defense. I guess now that I talk yeah, it out, maybe some defense. Maybe you do need some defense and stop yeah. loading up on the offense because they they've lost a few guys. Yeah. This this yeah. year so. You know, I think I, I think the one thing I will say about the Chiefs that I trust Andy Reid. That guy, Absolutely. that guy is going to get make Mahomes good. Yeah, track record speaks for himself. Yeah. You know he I mean? is going to make Mahomes good. Speaking of Andy Reid, have you ever watched that YouTube video yeah. of him doing the kick, pass, and punt? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. If anyone listening has not seen that, look that up. Yeah, it's it, amazing. It's like a bit. It's like something you'd see on SNL or something. He's a it's monster. Like, yeah, he's a monster. The, he, the guy, the announcer, even says, "Who's the coach out front wearing yeah. a helmet?" That's funny. It's like he's one of the kids, and the yeah, guy's being serious. Mm-hmm. It's it's hilarious. You gotta look that up. For me, the Lions uh, definitely need interior defensive line, and I, that's why I'm going to be big time following the Rams this year because Indomitian Sue was my guy. That was one of the best draft picks we ever made. I was one of the best guys we ever had, and the Lions screwed that whole thing up by putting him off and not signing him and bringing him back and handing all that money to Calvin Johnson and, and, and uh, Matt Stafford, you know, I get it. You pay your quarterback, sure, but you don't hand that much. I, Calvin was one of the greatest you're ever going to see. Yeah. You don't hand that kind of money to a guy that touches a ball eight times a game. Right. You want to get, your you big don't. Team. well, that's you know, they're, you know, this is going to get into your argument for Chubb. Then this is going to get me into my Browns, you know, Chubb. I'm not saying Chubb's going to be Sue, but yeah, you know, Chubb's going to be an important part. Like, if yeah. you're the Browns and yeah. Barkley's there, you know, you give a guy who touches the ball 22 times a game or the guy who's going after the ball, you know, yeah. 50. If I, but I just drafted that guy to do that last year. So I'm going to go with the running back. Sure, but why not then make another one? Like, yeah, why, 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 how why not? work out for the Texans, though? Well, they, they, they're going to be. Well, they got know, Watson, right? You know. they got, but they got a quarterback. They're yeah, cool. the next yeah next years after, but I'm saying yeah. drafting the two defensive ends so close together. Well, they can't stay healthy, to dominate, those poor guys. and they can't stay healthy, and can't it can't, stay you healthy. know I just yeah. you can't sink all your money into that. I don't think, but Lions definitely need interior interior linemen. So I'm hoping the Rams make a run with Sue. I, I couldn't believe they ran him out of town. It's a whole other discussion. I didn't get it. I never got it. The people in Detroit were down on this guy because they thought he was a dirty player, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, this is a city. Bob Probert and Kosher, we love this guy. Right. When Lambeer and the Bad Boys are coming through, right, right. we loved those guys. Right. You know, I, this is a city that loved a guy like Brandon Inge, who was not good, but he was gritty. Right, and right, they right. loved guys yeah. like that, you know. And Kenny Rogers, who comes in and he can't pitch that well anymore. Mm-hmm. He's putting grease all over the ball in the World Series. And mm-hmm. we loved these guys. And then we get finally get the guy that gave us that black and blue defense that took us, should have made a Super Bowl run. We got screwed in Dallas. And we were tough. Best third best defense ever in the NFL against right, right. the run that year. 
Right. And then they run this guy out of town. And what have we done defensively since? Well, yeah. <laughs> Been a joke. Well, that's why I think that's why Patricia's going to take some defense. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he really likes Vita at 20. I do. Yeah. I do. When is Patricia getting fired? In like two years? Because I'm just convince me that that guy's a good coach. <laughs> I'm an optimistic Lions guy. Uh, I'm saying that guy is like maybe it's three years. I don't. Okay, if it were the old regime, I'd agree with you 100. percent Here's why I'll disagree now. Just because Patriots are running. Uh, what's his name? Is the GM now that we got from New England? He's running the front office now, and it seems that we're doing things better than we mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. under the old Lions system. Sure. So the two of them together, I don't think I'll blow him out for five. Five years till he's fired and we have a losing record. I'm, I'm saying he's like, <laughs> after three, he's gone. Three I, I just gone. don't think he's going to be a very good coach. Yeah, you might be right. Those Patriots, the you coaches right. don't tend to do well. Once it doesn't they leave. seem to pan out ever. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. never does. No, Charlie White. You think he's going to char- be our Charlie White, huh? I, don't think he's, <laughs> I just think he, like, I, the Pats' defense is, it was terrible. Right, it it, it's been bad. It's almost always bad. It's always like yeah. the Patrick, and then they hired the the bad guy, the team's worst quality. They hired the guy who was the coordinator of that team's worst I, quality. I can't argue with it. It's never <laughs> been like this Pat's defense is getting them to the Super Bowl. It's been like yeah. Brady had thrown five hundred and five yards and like seven yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, and, and then lose. and the Lions are somehow celebrating that they got this garbage defensive coordinator. I cannot argue with you. Uh, disagree with me or don't, I'm going to agree with you on that one right yeah. now. I've never even thought about it like it's that. Never, I just don't no. understand why Lions fans are like interested in this coach. Yeah. I would be furious yeah. if I was a Lions fan. I'd be like, yeah. what I, a wasted opportunity. It's fair enough. Like we, they, <laughs> we're, There are better coaches to be had out there. Yeah, that's fair enough. And that's typical Lions, too, for us to be like, yeah, new coach. Right. And it's like, uh It's like we got, we, you know, like the same. It's like we got the Saints defensive coordinator, whoever that is. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Why? Why, Why do we care? <laughs> Why do I? What, give me the Jags. Give, me, give yeah. me a defense coordinator for a guy who's getting it done. No, you, that's a good point. You know, and, and so I don't understand why, why that, that – Patricia is supposed to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out on Patricia. That's fair point. That's fair point. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be good. I hope so. I because we got to make a run now. We haven't paid Stafford too much money right now. Um, that's got to pan out. Yeah. I mean, it's got to pan out. Yeah. And he's good. I mean, I'm on board now. Before I wasn't, but now I'm on board with Stafford. Me, I'm with you. I, I didn't think he was going to be very good, but he's he's really good. No, and we had that conversation a yeah. couple years ago where I, I was yeah. ready to get rid of him for a couple first round yeah. picks. He's good. You know, and he's good. He's good. Well, we'll see what happens with it. Thursday, Thursday mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Okay, so we'll, we're going to get Brad on board. Couldn't make it out for this one. We'll get yep. him on board and, and do a follow-up after the draft and whatnot. Um, I got you this uh, beer koozie here. Thank you very so much. So here's the thing. Here, that's Royals, and I know that's your team. That is my team. And there's a little Lego uh, Hosmer in there. Oh, good. I, I, had a, <laughs> I bought one of those little Lego oh, guys, like it. and it ended up being Hosmer. I thought, I don't need yes, it. It's Royals. I, I don't them. need it. For sure. <laughs> But anyway, the beer koozie. So we start doing like, you know, when guys do the show, tell me what their main squad is, and we get them a beer koozie, and then we're all sitting around boarders or what, we'll know whose is whose, and yeah, you can always right. be repping your squad. That's right. I pre- <laughs> this is awesome. I don't have yeah. one of these, so thank it you very much. It folds up and goes right in your back pocket. Yeah, you take it to the bar, and then everybody knows your squad, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing the show, buddy. Thanks, brother. All right, man. See you next time. See you next time. Hey guys, welcome to Disagree With Me or Don't. It's the DWMOD podcast where comedians who are passionate about sports 
talk a little bit about both. I'm Mikey Wilson, and this week's guest is Andy St. Clair. We'll talk a bit about him being from Missouri and some of his favorite teams, Kansas City Royals and the Missouri Tigers, bit of a Chiefs fan. We'll talk about him heading out to Chicago, where he started his career in comedy with the Second City. He wrote shows for the ETC and for the main stage before making the move out to L.A. He had a few spots on some sitcoms and banged around for a minute before he landed as a writer. We'll talk a little bit with him about uh, his pilot he had with Ken Jeong that was for MTV that wind up landed him as a writer for Ken Jeong's show on ABC. And he's currently writing for his show Alex Inc. starring Zach Braff. And uh, why don't you do somebody a favor and even if you're not going to watch it, set your DVRs. Let's get some ratings up on that thing and keep it going for him. Any of you that know Andy and have seen Andy improvise, you know that he's a phenomenal improviser and hilarious, the characters he works through. I've had the privilege of improvising with Andy at Second City Hollywood in the show Flying Chuck that combines professional wrestlers and improv. He's absolutely one of the funniest guys I know. Also, seriously into sports. Uh, we've had plenty of discussions about the upcoming NFL draft, and that's what we'll be talking about during this episode of DWMOD. So disagree with me or don't. But let's break it down. As always, this episode is brought to you by Old English 800 Brass Monkeys. Always enjoyed during the recording. 